And welcome to Postcards from a Rock and Roll Tour, the podcast from Rockstar to Uber Driver and back. Episode 9 already. There's no business like show business. Although it's only a few weeks since the last episode, a lot has happened in this little podcast's world. First, we were again launched into the top 30 of the Apple podcast charts in the arts and entertainment category. An event about as surprising as it is amazing. And on the opposite side of the spinning coin of luck, the Go Now band hit a rather significant bump in the road, in that our Fort Wayne Symphony date in America, that we were supposed to be performing on the 4th of March, just a few days from now, has been cancelled, or rather postponed. The reason being is that the orchestra is on strike. Now, when the pandemic struck, the Fort Wayne Symphony, like pretty much all live musical entities, saw all four wheels come off the train. And, as a consequence, the Fort Wayne musicians' annual income was significantly reduced. When the concerts started back up again, the musicians, quite reasonably, wanted their pre-COVID incomes reinstated. But as I know from running a production company and employing musicians myself, getting things back to a pre-COVID normal is about as straightforward as herding cats... I'm not talking about the musicians, of course. It's just that the post-pandemic music business model is about as uncertain as it gets. Bottom line is the orchestral management and the musicians didn't reach an agreement in time, and so they cancelled our date with them. This had a number of what's called second-order effects, which is where an action has a consequence, and that consequence has a subsequent consequence. Or, more simply put, a knock-on effect. Our agent that books the non-orchestral dates hired three venues to go round the Fort Wayne Symphony Concert and the Symphony Concert didn't pay enough as a standalone gig to pay for everything. I'll explain more in a minute. And the three other shows, the Egyptian Theatre in DeKalb, the Midland Theatre in Newark, Ohio and the Marcus Performing Arts Centre in Milwaukee also didn't pay enough on their own to justify five people coming over to America from the UK. We needed all four shows together to make the trip financially viable. So the only option was the painful one, to pull the whole trip. We still do have our European tour in April, a UK tour in September and three nights with the Houston Symphony in October. But none of this make up for the loss of pulling a tour just days before you're due to fly. We already booked and paid for return flights from London to Chicago but managed to change them to October, losing 50% of the cost of the tickets. The booking agent for the other dates had already paid several thousand dollars for radio adverts and other marketing commitments. And, of course, there are the people who bought tickets who now have no show to go to. So, I've been walking around the house singing, There's no business like show... And, well, there really isn't. Along with my own disappointment, I had to deliver the news to everyone else. The guys in the band had all kept that period free from other work. Nick... Our guitarist, who plays in the West End show in London, Only Falls and Horses, had depped out his show for the week. Patrick, our singer and bass player, is already in the US. 
Graham, our sound engineer, had turned down a week's work in Dubai. Our conductor, Michael, had to stand down. Our orchestral librarian had already forwarded the charts and had to have those returned. And then there's the booking agent and the management team that have been working on this since its inception. All in all, not a good day at the office. Now, when you produce a podcast about a journey like this, it's important, I feel, to reference the good and the bad, because this is real life. So whilst it doesn't feel particularly uplifting telling you all this, do listen on. I have several books by my bedside, one called Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. So thinking this unwelcome news was a really good opportunity to tap into the philosophy of Stoicism, I sat in bed just before settling down for the night and read the following quote. If you're pained by external things, it's not they that disturb you, but your own judgment of them. And it's in your power to wipe out that judgment now. There's another book next to my pillow, which includes quotes from someone called Epictetus, another Stoic. I like Epictetus, so I read this. Happiness and freedom begin with a clear understanding of one principle. Some things are within our control and some things are not. It's only after you've faced up to this fundamental rule and learned to distinguish between what you can and can't control that inner tranquility and outer effectiveness becomes possible. Sage words indeed. With these pearls of wisdom marinating in my mind, I turned out the light, rolled over and pulled the duvet cover up under my chin. I breathed out deeply and said, fuck it, then slept like a baby. In that, I woke up every two hours crying. I'm only joking. At one point, I did wake up at that perfect time reserved for such experiences, 4am. I got up to go to the loo and knocked over a glass of water all over the books next to my bed. After this hiccup, rather than going downstairs to make a hot chocolate, which is the sort of thing I would normally do on such a night, I made the decision to put my AirPods in and listen to some music. You see, at the end of the day, my purpose in life is to perform music. And in the ups and downs of running a business, it's easy to forget why I do this. At times, when life throws you a metaphorical hand grenade with the pin removed, it's good to question the motivation of one's endeavours, I find. If I was making widgets or something that didn't mean anything to me, it wouldn't be worth it. But I'm doing this because it's important to me. So I decided to listen to something completely different to classic rock. I scrolled down the suggestions page on Spotify and saw some Beethoven piano sonatas performed by Lang Lang. So I put that on and suddenly everything made sense. Music has the power to reach into our souls and move us in ways that no other form of communication can. It expresses the joys and sorrows and passions of our lives that words can't. As I lay there, this music offered a kind of healing and comfort, and it allowed an escape from the reality of the day and a space in my mind for reflection and contemplation. As I eventually drifted off to sleep, waves of memories of performing made me realise what a faithful companion music has been throughout my life. It served as a confidant and teacher, and now in a moment of business upset, it offered solace. It's hard to put in words just how important music has been to me and to countless people around the world. It transcends language, culture and generations and brings us all together, especially when we experience it in a group. 
The following morning, after processing the previous day's turmoils, and after speaking to everyone about the situation and finding every single person to be completely understanding, the day looked considerably better. Yes, it's a big financial hit just at a time when it's least affordable. However, thankfully, we still have amazing bookings in the diary and a following of lots of beautiful people who love what we do. So, whether it's the Netherlands in April, the UK in September or Texas in October, the Go Now Band will be up on stage again, performing my favourite musical catalogue, the music of the Moody Blues, for as long as we can. At this point, I want to say a big shout out to John Lodge and Alan Hewitt and the rest of the 10,000 Light Years Band, who are currently on tour in the US and playing two packed houses. They're performing the entire Days of Future Past album, and it looks like it's going very well. John is an inspiration for all musicians. He's a force of nature and completely unstoppable. More power to him. Although the Go Now band has swerved round a tricky tackle just now, everyone involved has been keeping very busy. Mick Wilson has just returned from another great tour of Europe with the Frontmen. Nick Kendall has been working hard on producing some fantastic new tracks for his original band, The Kendall Connection, and I'm keeping busy playing in both Hamilton and Wicked in London's West End. In addition to running my other tribute, The British Carpenters, featuring a great singer called Sally Creedon. This Carpenters tribute runs alongside everything else that's going on in the teetering Marshall Empire, and we have about 40 dates this year in provincial theatres around the UK, including a short tour of Scotland and a trip over to Ireland just before the Go Now Band flies out to America in October to play with the Houston Symphony. Although I'm the producer of the British Carpenters show, I also play drums in it whenever I can. For the shows I can't make, I ask a great West End drummer called Chris Burgess to play for me. And, of course, any other day that I'm not juggling my musical balls, so to speak, I jump in the car and drive for Uber, with the intent of making every day a revenue-generating day. Touching on Uber driving for a minute, I met in the car the other day the Deputy Chief Prosecutor for the Crime Prosecution Service for London, the CPS. We had a fantastic chat and even offered to get my nephew, who's at university and is thinking of doing law, some work experience. Directly after that, I had a geopolitical strategist in the car, no less, who just so happened has read the same book as me called The End of the World is Just the Beginning by Peter Zion. And we chatted about the demographic collapse of China, amongst other things. I also realised that in one day I'd had a German in my car, an Italian a French person and, of course, some English people. So when an Austrian girl got in the car, I mentioned the fact I'd met all these people from so many countries all in one day, and she said, it sounds like a joke to me about different people walking into a bar. Now, I'm not a fan of that particular joke, but it did remind me of one of my favourite jokes, so I decided to try it out on her. Now, you have to be careful using humour with strangers, especially if they're from a different country. But we were getting on so well, I decided to try it out. I do have a joke about Europeans, I said. And what was a nicely flowing conversation suddenly faltered and there was a bit of a silence. But not wanting to end up down a conversational cul-de-sac, I just launched in. Have you heard the joke about the best party in the world and the worst party in the world? I asked. Silence. Oh, well, here goes, I thought. At the best party in the world... The English meet you at the door, 
The French do the cooking, the Italians do the music, and the Germans do the organising. At the worst party in the world, the Germans meet you at the door, the English do the cooking, the French do the music, and the Italians do the organising. I was navigating a roundabout at the time, so I couldn't check in the rearview mirror if the joke landed. There was silence to begin with, which wasn't good, but I realised my new Austrian friend found this hilarious and was silently laughing. Then she gave one of those grunts on the inhale, which made us both laugh out loud. Then it started properly. Two strangers in a car, laughing almost hysterically. Tell me again, tell me again, I have to remember it, she said. So I started the joke again. Now she was laughing as I was telling the joke, even though she knew what was coming. When I got to and the Italians do the organising, she was leaning forward in uncontrollable fits of laughter. The most successful joke of my entire life, and there was just one person to witness it. At least she got out of the car laughing. Some rides go by in complete silence, not this one. And if there's one thing I've learned in this life, it's that anything can happen in the next 15 minutes. There really is no business like show business. And with that, I have to leave you. Until next time. Dear diary, what a day it's been. Dear diary, it's been just like a dream.